okay, is this going to be our trailer or are we doing a different trailer? <laughs> You're searching for coffee and I'm just sitting here. <laughs> right. Thanks, thanks for all of your assistance. You're doing great. No, really, you're doing great. Two men from across the world searching to explain the cultural divide between white people and brown people and failing regularly on a day-to-day -day basis. There's your trailer. Oh, yeah, that is exactly what I'm going to use. <laughs> Welcome Not to Pablo's much. Taco Shack. Can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> Could I have a carne asada? <laughs> Very exactly. <laughs> like a carne asada with a side of Mexican Coke, please. I mean, uh, um, Mexican Coca-Cola. <laughs> Dude, we had the craziest damn day yesterday. It was hilarious. Um, down at the, not at the Capitol, but it's the Capitol complex, you know. And they had a school board meeting, which usually snooze, school board meetings are snooze fest. And for those of you who don't know what that word means, it means they're boring and everything else. So we had some lunatics that got bussed in from another city. And then about 100 female teachers that were very, very, very angry. Nice. <laughs> and it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And so they, so here's the deal. Everybody gets to talk. They left me out. So I, I think I've been blacklisted. Oh, Isn't that no. funny? Literally <laughs> from a school board. I'm like, dude, I've been in detention my whole life. You got to punish me better than this. So the meeting ends and I'm like, oh, I guess I don't get to speak. So I walk out and one of the news reporters was like, did they not let you speak? And I go, no. And she goes, you want to do an interview? And I go, yes, I do. I'd rather speak to 100,000 people than 1,000. <laughs> Here's my quote that ended up in the news. I said, there's more snitches in there than a federal prison. And that's the one they took. <laughs> oh, God, Sean, playing to the audience again, I see. I know. Oh, God, yeah. And it was hilarious. So let me tell you what this guy did at the end of the meeting. Mm -hmm. So everything finishes, and it's a promotion video that is on Oklahoma State website. And... Okay. It is literally like a 1940s Nazi propaganda deal about woke people and gay people and trans people and people that find younger people attractive, whatever the fuck that means. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> we call them pedophiles. <laughs> yeah. And, and not one single person on there from Oklahoma. But, but so... I, you know, I've told you probably 50 times that our governor is trying to be crazy ass Ron DeSantis, vice president candidate. And mm -hmm. our guy that's that's in charge of the schools probably wants to be the education secretary. So it really is important that we knock him off now <laughs> instead of well, if he gets on the national scene, God knows what carnage he'll leave behind. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> Oh, I know. Do you want me to give you a little tip of the hat to India? So um, so I, I was writing my speech for yesterday and I, I decided to bring my lovely assistant chat GBT on. <laughs> and man, dude, that, it was amazing. So I love here's what I tell Americans. I said, if you bark orders at chat GBT, you get shitty orders back. But if you're really polite to say please and everything else, it's like you go to a whole different level. Mm hmm. Isn't that crazy? It is. It's like that video I sent you about when you type in shit into Google. 
It just depends awesome. on what the hell Google understands. <laughs> right. The little kid thoughts. <laughs> yeah. It's like me typing Oklahoma time now. It's like, okay, I'm guessing yeah. he's asking us for the time, whatever this idiot right. wants. Just show him the time. He might go away. <laughs> But, you know, in Southern culture, it's very hard for people to just say what they mean. It's and I don't know what that I literally historically, I don't know what that's all about. But um, like if if I want to say that you're an idiot, I will say, oh, bless your soul or bless your heart, bless your heart. And that means you're an idiot. You know, I've isn't that, that the a most lot. not towards you? Probably not. <laughs> well, you know, maybe sure you're someone has called me an idiot without me noticing <laughs> Oh God, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a certain skill to it down here, and mm-hmm. I I haven't quite. I think if the cities get bigger and those of us from the other parts of the U.S. and the world move in, maybe that changes a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, so, probably should. I did. I did tell you how friendly everybody was to me at the Indian market, so we must be getting some play here in Oklahoma City. I know. <laughs> okay, so I'm at I'm at I'm at Rossi the the place you and i used to go mm-hmm. and i met somebody can, can came by not, my can, table can you what? not call it rossi and say rossoe <laughs> rossoe oh is the, is the o a hard o mm-hmm. really rossoe okay mm-hmm. it's a hindi word. wow mm. all right well rossi is what how okay <laughs> rossoe i'll say it the right way sorry everybody you know if you don't know you don't know how about that Bless his little heart. <laughs> I'm going to leave this all in here so that they know what a crap operation I'm running. With you. Exactly. <laughs> Look at what I'm working with. Um, my co-host my is go- adequate, <laughs> is, what, is my polite English way of saying this. <laughs> he writes speeches through chat GBT. He really does. And then he uses that. <laughs> so I, I go there and, and I bet I had somebody come by my table four times. Now, when has that ever happened when you and I have eaten ever? Never. <laughs> are, they just picking up on, are they just picking up on customer service? <laughs> I I want to believe that's the case. But yeah, isn't that funny, though? Mm-hmm. Crazy. So I don't know what it's about. Beside the folks staring at you at the supermarket side of it? Not staring in a mean way. Just kind of like, oh, eh, I think I know him. You know, one of those deals. Mm-hmm. It's okay. The the weird fame I have attained through TikTok is yeah. uh, was was brought out yesterday where people were like, do all these people know you? And I said, they're all teachers. I do a lot of TikToks for teachers. <laughs> and they go, really? Why? And I go, because this guy's shitting on them right and left. And, you know, he's, he's the mm. easiest guy to beat up and make you stop. <laughs> it wasn't bad. So I hey, one other thing for you before um, I know we, we've never even gotten into our conversation yet. So I had a friend mm-hmm. of mine yesterday, I think I told you he's running for city council in Prairie Village. And I was yeah. telling him about our podcast and he goes, ooh, I could be the third villager eventually. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> right. All uh, of them yeah, are welcome. <laughs> they're, everybody that is on city council in a village of some sort. <laughs> it's where Kathy used to live when she lived in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, so is you it, mentioned that. Is it human? I did mention that. Yeah. Is it humid over there? Because I'm sweating like a stuck pig here. Oh, yeah, it is. Eh? Yeah. Woo. It's really weird because we just get lightning and thunder in the evening, and that's about it. No rain. 
I was like, that's oh. cool. Or maybe the city is so big that it's raining in some other corner of this city, and I don't right. know. <laughs> you guys have seeded the clouds, so it won't happen there. Hold on, let me mm -hmm. turn my bread real quick. Let me turn my bread, man. By the way, Sean, I heard the funniest thing uh, that I think it was by some comedian at the Comedy Cellar a couple of days ago. Yeah. And he was, was talking that? about how any country that's achieved equality amongst women has really yeah. shitty food. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious, but very accurate. Wow. Man, that's a, so... <laughs> that is an interesting perspective right there. Mm -hmm. huh. Wow. I want to ruin his sister? joke, but he but he goes on to say something like, "Have you ever heard anybody meet someone else and say like, we need to get some Canadian food tonight?" He's like, "No, they had equality <laughs> all the time, but the food is shit." <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Although in Vancouver, it's pretty damn good because they did so many um, Chinese nationals move there. Man, food there is mm -hmm. delicious. Yeah, that place. That is the most international city I think I've um, ever traveled to as far as like ease of access, easy to understand. Well, it's probably because they speak English, but mm. <laughs> easy access, easy to understand. But with all the amenities of like a, uh, a New York City or a London or a Paris without the sewer smell that comes with the older cities, oh, you know, mm -hmm. the, yeah, okay. the inevitable because Paris in the morning. Um, the only way that's good is if you have allergies and you can't smell anything. Yeah, it smells New like, York in the morning. Like, yo, yeah, like a used bathroom with rats. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, you at least don't have to see the guys that I once saw right. who were just standing with a rat and said to them, say to each other, this rat is coming along really nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen the rat pizza thing where, where he's dragging a slice of pizza mm -hmm. at the subway? Yeah, that that is my fond memories of New York. I I enjoy the place, but I don't enjoy it much. You know, yeah. I, it, I, I'm aggressive enough where I could get along there. Like, you're so goddamn polite. I don't know what you would do. You would just be oh. bumped into all day. Oh, shit. I lose my voice by the time I reach like the place I'm going to for the sole reason yeah. all I've ever said is excuse me, pardon me, excuse, excuse me. me, pardon me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, my throat is dry. Get me something to drink. Oh yeah. <laughs> and everybody there would be like, I don't know what's wrong with that guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's the inevitable Italians yelling at each other that I enjoy so much there. <laughs> and yeah, I can okay. say that because I'm married to an Italian, but they literally yell at each other shockingly loud in new york <laughs> that's like uh the part of little italy where they were yeah. i think i was there a couple of years ago and it sounded yeah. almost identical to the other part by um i can't remember where this was but it was like an indian and pakistani neighborhood Right. Both just sounded alike with <laughs> people getting yelled at, <laughs> kids getting whacked on the head. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it smells amazing in both places. That's the biggest mm -hmm. part. God. Well, nothing's, nothing's really, um, I mean, politics are exciting. We're almost done here. Mm -hmm. 
And now that we've got that Hitler video out, um, I am I am legitimately concerned for the safety of teachers because it made it look like teachers were into all of this stuff. And uh, and those guys got a couple of like thirty year olds. Can you not just form. gloss over? Can you not just gloss over the Hitler video part for people listening? Because they're gonna be like, okay, what the hell are these assholes watching what? in their free time? <laughs> what video is that? So it is, it is our Oklahoma State Department of Education produced this video. It's an anti-union video is what it's actually all about. And they have this lady doing a national speech at a convention. So when you're doing a convention and you're in a union, everything's pro-union, it's this, it's this, it's this at the convention. And underneath that, it's clips of this Ryan Walters guy on Fox News in the morning because he's been on like three times now. So, you know, because he's such a jackass. And uh, and so they would intertwine all of these with these weird, bizarre stories about teachers somewhere saying something about it. But, you know, it's selective editing, just like you and I can look at a clip and go, oh, that was brilliant. Let me see it from the other angle. And, you know, two two kids look like they're fighting and running away from each other. And the next angle, they're hugging and you go, oh, dang, man, come on. You know, we can we can make anything look the way we want. But in Oklahoma, I, I am legitimately afraid that this is the belief in the, especially in the rural areas, that this is how things are. That is scary when you yeah, realize I, that they're going to crawl out and vote. Oh, yeah. Well, and the thing is, as you go, you've known this teacher since you were in kindergarten. They went to school with you. When have they ever been okay with any of the things you're seeing right here? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you can't get, you got to get past Fox News. It really is. <clears throat> it's a shame that we let Rupert Murdoch in here. Yeah. yeah. All Too the countries are probably in... ricketting. <laughs> well, I'm sure, I'm sure in England it's a constant talk of, why didn't we just force him to stay in Australia? But, you know, he's smart. He brought money to a bankrupt business, so everybody let him in to do whatever he wanted. Everybody is fascinated the... by this shit. There are lines what outside the store, Ikea. Let me see. Oh, dear Lord, have you ever put anything of theirs together? I have. My sister likes Oof. them, so she keeps buying stuff from them. <laughs> it's, it's all shit, but they make some of the best, like, inverted screws I've ever seen. Like, the, their designs mm -hmm. are great, but their stuff is made from shitty material. Yeah, and I think I could go get lost in there and be legitimately homeless and have a good time in an Ikea store. But it... I brought stuff home to put together and I, it's like an adult Rorschach test, you know, <laughs> like literally they're just fucking with you to see what you'll say. And, and I could get it together, mm -hmm. but they had basically inverted screws and you would, uh, and then they do, you tighten it and then go back one half turn and all this. And I'm like, only an engineer would write something like this because the average human, you know, they, for one, they don't even have the tools. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> literally don't have the tools to put it together. But so they have done well. Where are they from? Are they Swedish? Swedish, yep. How did you get them in India, for God's sakes? Don't you guys, you guys make nice furniture? What do you need them for? We actually have really nice furniture that lasts over time that you can right. hand from one generation to the other, kind of like England yeah. and Ireland and Scotland. Right. But I don't yeah. know, this is like the cheap disposable shit where we don't care about right. the planet, but it's fancy shit. So we just have it around the house, chuck it out right. after 10 years, five years, whatever yeah. the hell. You want to say you were at Ikea? 
<laughs> you guys are really you got some consumerism madness over there right oh, now. Oh hell yeah, Sean. It is bigger than ever. Wow. We need to get back into the bacon jam business. I know. We I mean, should actually really... do a batch of that too. Well, you know, if I come visit, how about we make a huge batch and then you just can it? Mm. I mean, it's it's no big what we really need to do is get somebody that already has a canning company. And then yeah. we they we we it's what's the what's the I forget the actual word for it, but you some contract out to. Them. But you know, once mm-hmm. you put bacon in it, we're gonna lose a bunch of employees and everything else over there. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? White label, <laughs> private label, something like that, right? Right. Yeah. So the private label. Because I used mm-hmm. to do it with saunas. My brother and I had a company where we did it with private saunas and some other mm-hmm. stuff that looked really good, but they were made in New Jersey. We'd get them delivered and then we'd put a sticker on them and then sell them for double. That <laughs> <laughs> was, was a pretty good idea. This shows that's what a proper businessman you are. <laughs> well, here's the thing. That's the best business I probably ever owned. You, I needed no inventory. When mm-hmm. people ordered them, I ordered them from them and I got them in a week. And then I, we had a, a truck of our own that we would then deliver it to them. So, you know, it was in our own truck with our own brand, with our own really cute stickers. I mean, Think about a bicycle that you spend five thousand dollars on. Mm-hmm. Tell me the honest difference between that and a one thousand dollar bike. Branding and how much they spent on marketing. Right, that's all the differences. So I would go to triathlons, and I had this old beat up nineteen eighties pink bicycle. It was literally pink, a dude's bike that was pink. And somebody there every week would have the hottest, newest bicycle, mm-hmm. and you go you know, we're all doing this for free. Like none of us are professionals and you've just spent $6,000 on a bike with wheels that should make you go a half a mile an hour faster. But if the guy already came in 20th place, does it really matter? <laughs> does it really matter? <clears throat> but if you bought your own stickers that mm-hmm. said D-Packs and they're <laughs> really well designed, wouldn't that be so much cooler? I know. <laughs> right. I went to high, I mean, I went to college with a guy named John Benson. He ended up really pretty famous in advertising where I'm from. And Mm -hmm. when they were making jeans with a name on it, like Jordache jeans and these other names, he literally went to a seamstress and had his own logo of John Benson made and put them on his jeans. It was brilliant. That sounds like something petty you would do. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. You know, I would. You absolutely know I would. (laughs) <laughs> under that i'll see the levi's logo and be like sean stop that <laughs> oh yeah you know i would do in a second the uh but i mean think about it for a guy in college that told you he saw what was coming you know mm-hmm. and that was think about that that was 40 years ago so when did when did that level of merchandising start in india 10 years ago or is it more recent Bro- it would have been around the early 90s because that was the first time our market was open to foreign investment. So till then, oh, wow. no com- you couldn't show up as a foreign entity if 51% of your company wasn't already held by yeah. an Indian subsidiary. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now that's interesting. Huh. So what do you get from foreigners that makes it worth it? So one of my brother-in-laws is from Egypt. So they wanted to ship cars back then. But mm-hmm. the excise tax was double the price of the car. Oh, so, yeah. And that's why everybody over there drives Mercedes and everything else, because they don't have the same tax structure. But they were the American cars, which were these big old monsters, 
Um, it was so it was a five thousand dollar car. Tax was five thousand. Yeah. Okay. So it's the same here. I do not even huh. know how like we have uh the Ferrari Lamborghini showrooms out here. Right. I'm pretty huh. sure it's like twice the cost because I'm they they are for certain not making them in here. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Well, I so I mean, look like you guys are doing good with Land Rover though. I mean that that looks pretty solid. Yeah. Those those cars are nice. And they're better designed than the Brits were doing and better than Ford was doing with it. I mean, Tata, is it right? Tata Motor? Yeah, Tata. Yeah, that dude's Ford sharp. Did, Ford was here for a bit, but I think they've closed down engine operations. Because <clears throat> right. well, it was just way too expensive for what they were putting out as compared to what Hyundai and all of them were doing, which is just the next right. door. <laughs> And right. the weird part is the one thing that James found really fascinating was the brand new MGs that were all over town. MG actually I didn't has know there were any. multiple really? fucking showrooms here. And it is probably the most popular SUE. Really? Mm -hmm. So my sister had an MG midget, so I used to drive it all the time when I was younger. That car broke more than any car I've ever heard of in my entire <laughs> life. It was an absolute turd on wheels. So I don't even, I, I've never seen anything from them over here, period. So maybe, mm -hmm. maybe they're trying to, so are they able to do it cheaper there? I mean, because. I have no idea how that model works. Because someone was like, a guy who I knew had like the latest version of one of those cars. And right. it probably cost him somewhere, say around the $30,000, $40,000 mark. Right. That's reasonable. And, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, do you know what this car is? And he was like, it's an MG. It says internet connected or whatever. They it, it has some right. shitty tagline that I always look at and go like, yes, we are all aware of the internet since the early 90s. Leave us alone. You don't have to slap it on your stupid car. Hey, Captain Obvious, the internet is everywhere. <laughs> it's almost like talking to those guys and going like have you heard about this interweb thing that we're all using right. these days and they're like we're gonna call it internet and put it on this logo <laughs> wow god yeah they so, didn't even so know it was called morris garage and i was like yeah it's a fucking british thing <laughs> yeah and there here's the deal though but so when when land rover was taken over by ford was the first mm -hmm. time i'd ever considered buying one because I knew the electronic components would finally work. Yeah. England is just stupidly stuck with who, whatever that damn company is that can't make electronic components and they just keep going like it's okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's, I think that's killed them worldwide business-wise. Because, you know, yeah. why would you tolerate some shit that doesn't work when other countries have excellent engineers that have figured it out? I mean, just stupid. I mean, like, like, brazingly bullheadedly stupid <laughs> it's probably like that made in the uk type branding that they like to put right. on things <laughs> right it's not a there compliment like, not <laughs> oh no there is like this really funny bit where um it's a show on the bbc called the it crowd and right. in that there's like a fire so this right. guy runs and picks up a fire extinguishing extinguisher and he right. tries pulling out the pin and it falls apart and catches fire. And he turns and looks at the label that says made in the UK. And he's like, ah, oh, no wonder. He puts, I'll just put this in the rest of the fire over here. <laughs> pretty dang, pretty dang predictable. I'm always amazed because, you know, they started all the manufacturing in America. I mean, really? So when they got over here, 
they, I think they had access to Germans and everything else and maybe were smart enough to move beyond. But I, mm-hmm. their shit just isn't any good. I mean, it's really yeah. weird. And for as much as you all used to complain, well, you still complain. They're the most complaining public I've ever seen. How can you have stuff that doesn't work, like a car? I think that's what we find our exercises in the evening, where we exercise yeah. by complaining about all the things that we don't like. <laughs> we'll not do anything about it. <laughs> while you're while you're doing the twelve ounce or sixteen ounce curls in a pub, I've uh-huh. got, I'm doing my exercise now. Let me complain. That's actually pretty dang funny, Pat. You need to use that in your comedy routine. That was funny. <laughs> That was legitimately funny. Sorry, I'm pulling my bread out while I'm talking to you. All right, nope, there we go. Don't worry about it. Irish bread, people. Irish bread, not in Ireland, but yet Irish. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was my favorite bread in there. Huh? It is the the wheat one is is no doubt. Look, the raisin one that we make, you know, nobody makes that in Ireland. It's it's an American deal that they think is Irish. I don't want to mm-hmm. hurt anybody's feelings, but. So we, we make a, a, a bread like this called treacle bread, T-R-I-C-K-L-E or something. And it, it's molasses. And so it's, it's, like it's like it's a black bread, but it's delicious. It's really, really, really sweet and rich. All right, one of them's done, one's not. Let me throw one back in. Did you hear, you hear me? that Ireland is going to be the first country that's going to put warning labels on alcohol? <laughs> oh, oh the irony Are you surprised <laughs> oh my god the irony of that statement well for those of you that are listening that are from india um first time i went to ireland you know i grew up in an irish catholic neighborhood in kansas city so um i'm familiar with the level of alcoholic drinking but you go in country i've just never seen anything like it i mean i I've just never seen people drink like that. It is, mm-hmm. I mean, I know there's, they, they feel like there's nothing else to do. And that is your mental vacation. <laughs> oh my goodness. Cause you know, Brits drink a lot um, to tolerate what they've done to the rest of the world. But Irish don't have that excuse. They're just, man. So have I ever told you about my cousin, Jimmy the Sink? Mm-mm. I probably mentioned it. Okay. Jimmy so the Sink sounds you, familiar. <laughs> oh Yeah. So Jimmy the sink, you go, man, what did he hit somebody with a sink? No. So this guy can take a 20 ounce UK pint and drink it in one swallow, just back and it's gone. And here's the thing, when you talk to him about it, you go, well, how many of those do you drink? Maybe, maybe 15 or 20, depends on the night. And what I just said there was 15 or 20, it depends on the night, just so we can translate. But he never went to the bathroom. I mean this, like, where does all of that liquid go? Because I, I would just be, a, I'd just have to stay in the bathroom all night being a middleman, just drink while I was in there and never leave. This guy could put down gallons of liquid. I just, it's beyond me. Like mm-hmm. literally beyond me. Yeah. That is amazing. <laughs> I know. So warning labels. Yeah, that's going to help Jimmy the sink. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only having twenty three points when you're out now. Show you me, show you me, and that's why. And you just sit there and go. I mean, I the only reason I knew what they were saying is because you know I was around my dad and his friends. <laughs> it's, it's, you uh, know, today I just turned on the, I think it's a Netflix documentary called uh, McGregor Forever, and it's about yeah. Conor McGregor. 
And I never yeah. realized this till date that because I think there are American commentators during the matches. That right. When he spoke, I literally had to turn on the subtitles because I was like, sorry, I'm not getting a lot of this shit. <laughs> right. And it's not because he's been hitting the head too much. His accent is that strong. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, he's a, a very interesting guy and typically Irish. He did very well and then overdid it and, and you know, it didn't mm-hmm. end well. No, nobody seems to know when to get out. If you look at the NBA championships right now, LeBron James, his team just looked pretty bad. And, and he's 40 and people are like, he's over the hill. And you go, isn't that amazing? Two years ago, he's the best player on the planet. Mm-hmm. And two, two years. <laughs> no, he's just too old. But, but there with is all a- the improve, improvements in sports medicine, I wonder whether it's going to be like a Brady type thing where LeBron just carries on for longer than any player did. <laughs> right. And all of us sit there and go, I swear to God, I saw a $6 million man. I think he's got something going on with that $6 million man thing. It was a TV show where they rebuilt a guy. I, I don't know how your body sustains that level. Uh, I, I mean, because mm-hmm. he probably weighs, what do you figure, close to 300 pounds. And your joints are not designed for that, especially high impact. Mm-hmm. You know, jumping up and down, literally people landing on you and shit. I, I don't. Oh, yeah. I would, I would quit while I still had my sanity. That would be my my limitation Sanity. that's the thing right what is enough like yeah. especially for sports stars even at times when i watch like comedians and shit on tv i'm like how much would be enough where you would stop right. and just go do what you wanted to do with your life <laughs> right i i i think over here I, I don't think we think in that terminology of when's enough we just don't know when to quit um, I don't know how it is over there. And, you know, my British cousins and I have had this talk before. We have a thing in America where we just want more. And he goes, of what? And you go, everything. We want more <laughs> of everything. And it's just never, we never get to that point of enough. But I think there's something to it, knowing when to get out, man. I mean, there is, it, it is, I mean, I'm, I'm 60, I'll be 60 this year. My wife will be 62 and mm-hmm. she wants to retire at 65 from this business just because it's hard on the body. And I'm like, okay, let's make that our goal. You know, I don't, I don't mind. It's easy if you have a goal to get out, but you know, when, when every place you go, people buy you meals and drinks and tell you how great you are and all this other stuff. Um, why would LeBron James not want that anymore? That's gotta be addictive. Yeah. I mean, it has to be. Yeah. That's Plus he's seven is- damn feet tall. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Is he? Oh no, I didn't know. No, how no, tall he's he not, but he's, but he's tall. I, you know, mm. what I mean, he's way taller than the rest of us. It was <laughs> metaphoric. <laughs> I want you to explain cricket to me. That has to be an episode on its own. <laughs> right. I just, I want somebody, because I want to see the difference between your explanation and my cousin's explanation, which was, well, you know, back in the day, some of the wealthier people and, and aristocracy would go travel to a place so they could spend three days there doing business. Because if you were doing international business, it was all slow. And mm-hmm. an, over those three days, you could negotiate, agree on price, agree on marriages, agree on you know all of this other stuff, because you weren't just at a party where everybody danced, drank, and went home. It gave you the opportunity to do business. And that's why they took tea breaks and lunch breaks and everything else. And I was like, that makes sense. The same reason I don't go to baseball in America is because it takes that long and golf takes that long. I just, I can't do the, it. The yeah. original format of cricket was that one. 
It was five days long, Sean. God I'm almighty, actually, really? I've actually been to one game, which was, I went on just the fourth and the fifth day, but it's like right. you get to the stadium at around 8.30 in the morning. Right. Um, they serve tea. You start right. the game at nine. At around 11, you break for tea again. <laughs> then wow. at one, you break for lunch or noon, wow. something like that. Then you come back, play for another couple of hours. You break for tea again at three. And at five, you're out. <laughs> really? That's and it goes on days. for five days. Mm -hmm. That was wow. the original format, too. Wow. Do you know, how do you do you know, um, Go ahead. I'm just like, how do you do that for modern society who just will not do five days of anything? Hell, nowadays news cycles are two days. Nowadays, it's very rare. Like, you'll never yeah. see that format of the game being played unless, like, India is on tour in Australia or something like that. So right. when they do that, they still have those. And the Ashes, which is one of the biggest test cricket things in the UK, is basically England versus Australia. Right. Oh, wow. That's been, that's been going on for, like, early, early times. It's one of the oldest and is that, test formats. You would think that would basically be a bloodbath, but I'm guessing with cricket, there's no real bloodbath ever. So that's the saying they have, right? Rugby is... Um, Rowdy's game played by gentlemen. <laughs> and football and is... Soccer. <laughs> no, soccer is supposed to be the gentleman's game played by rowdies or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's, I think that's probably... Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's pretty the reason, the reason why cricket is this popular in India and why Indians are that, like, violently nationalistic about their cricket team is because yeah. that was the first time they saw a brown guy hit the white bowler's ball outside the ground for a six. It was oh, the wow. first time they saw that they were evenly matched, even though they were subjugated. Right. Well, I could say that for every sport in America. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, eventually, uh, eventually. I, I mean, I, I think that that is probably the most valid explanation. There, you finally had a an even ground and guns and armies and tactics were not involved mm -hmm. but there are yeah. tactics i suppose there are tactics so yeah it's interesting interesting colonial shit there <laughs> well yeah. I, I would be curious to because we don't really have a sport that we interplay with that you know the, mm -hmm. the celtic team that's that's in the uh um, premier league you know i'm not sure everybody in ireland follows them but i'm not sure it's us <laughs> you know what i mean there's three yeah. guys from zimbabwe yeah, i'm kidding but you get people from all over the world on there and you're like oh, do they like the boston celtics you know they used to be a predominantly white team that will tell you something about america right there mm. so the basketball team the boston celtics rarely had black players and they were playing to their crowd i mean that is mm. and that's my people i have no idea why we'd be thinking we were so special because, you know, we're all five foot nine. <laughs> We'd have to go import some Swedes or some shit like that anyway, because we're all too short. <laughs> two, two generations in in America, we finally started growing because we had better nutrition. <laughs> mm. Oh, I never thought of that, eh? that the nutrition was oh, God, yeah. back there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so my, my dad was the same size as I am, but most of his friends were five foot six or five foot five. Mostly mm -hmm. like you would see people from Guatemala or something like that because they, their, their diet was still potatoes, 
um, turnips, basically, which they call turnips, which are uh, rutabagas. I don't know what you call them in your culture, mm -hmm. but rutabagas, it's like a, a root vegetable. It's real hard. It takes longer to cook than a potato. Um, and carrots and very, very, very little meat. And our starch were more potatoes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You guys, I mean, you guys throw down some rice like nobody's business, but, you know. Oh, yeah. All the that's time. not our thing. Yeah, that's not our thing. <laughs> like it's like the time where I went to that. Uh, it was that I think it was like one of the chicken places near yeah. Britain, and the guy knew me in there, so he was like, "Peepak, the fried chicken and the rice." And Alex thought that guy was being racist, and I was like, "No, he actually knows that I eat rice every other meal." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> hold on, there's one person that eats rice that comes in here. Everybody else wants fries or more mm -hmm. mashed. The instant mashed potato brown. gravy is one of the better processed food items I've ever eaten. It hits mm -hmm. every single flavor profile for people that look like me. And you just go, damn, those are good. And then you look and go, that is a packaged gravy and dehydrated potatoes. And I just said that about it. I am so embarrassed with myself right now. <laughs> Some scientist in the lab got like a huge raise when he perfected oh, yeah. the addiction combination That's in right. that stupid thing <laughs> oh god yeah the salt fat oh man the perfect the perfect mix mm -hmm. um all right well i don't here's something hilarious for you. you see these things these are plastic beer cups okay they're 20 mm -hmm. ounce ones look they won't come apart that is why my my wrists are killing me because i served um a little over a thousand beers at this scottish festival and i had to pull each one separate from the other one repetitive motion <laughs> it's just murderous <laughs> that is a first world problem my friend i know i just listened to them <laughs> <laughs>